I'm Lindsay Wilson, and this is Business of Glam, the podcast where we discuss business, beauty, building your best life, and everything in between. On this episode of Business of Glam, we sit down with photographer Brian Hallowell to discuss his journey to follow his passion, how he always finds the silver lining, and all of his exciting new endeavors. Well, Brian, thanks for joining us today. Tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your journey. Absolutely. Well, as you know, my name is Brian Hollowell. I'm a Denver native. Um, I was born here. I grew up in the Five Points area off of 23rd and Vine, 23rd and Emerson. Um, So I love Denver. My heart is in Denver. I lived in various places like Phoenix, San Diego, New York, D.C., but I don't know. I just felt like coming back to Denver was like the right thing to do. for many reasons, you know, one would be because this is my home, but two is just like, you know, living in New York, there's a lot of hustle and bustle mm-hmm. and I, and you know, the living situation wasn't the best in New York. So I feel like, you know, if I'm going to live like this, I might as well go back to <laughs> home, you know, yes. where I have friends and family and, you know, people's houses that I can crash on, you know, while I'm working on myself and my career. Um, but I'm a photographer, been a photographer for, for 10 years on the 20th of, of July. That's um, impossible. Yeah, Brian and I go pretty far back. Yeah, when I remember (laughs) when I was in the Art Institute of Colorado, you were following me already. I don't know how you found me. No idea. And then uh, (laughs) I think you liked the photo. Then I uh, we just went, you know, just organically it happened. And you were like, "Well, if you ever need makeup," and then um, I definitely took advantage of that when I was in school because, um, you know, a lot of the other photographers had that that ingredient of hair and makeup on their shoots and. You know, you offered your services, which is right around the corner from school. So um, I, I'm very grateful to to have had you in my life, especially at the dawn of my career. Even <laughs> to now, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I'll ask you this question: Have you seen my progression as a my oh career? Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's crazy. Yes. It's crazy. I'm I'm walking it. I'm living it. So. I'm always like, I think I told you a long time ago. So Brian and I met while he was in the Art Institute of Denver, mm-hmm. and I was like, you're gonna be something someday i like felt it about you i'm still waiting for that day it's coming <laughs> i feel it i know it yeah no and you know it's, it's, it's people like you that's why i love denver people support everyone in the community and again you can know someone for 15 minutes and you'd be like this is gonna be my friend till the end of time mm-hmm. and you're one of those people oh, and um yeah you. so yeah i love Same. you i love you to death. <laughs> um but yeah you know i've been a photographer um i have experience uh, in the agency world um, I shot a lot of food during my agency experience, um, but my passion is obviously photography. It's how I got started, um, but I feel like photography was just a warm-up to lead me to bigger things like screenwriting and, and film directing, because when you're directing a, a one-shot photo, you have to direct and communicate what you want, and I think that just ties hand-in-hand with film directing and screen yeah. screenwriting. And uh, as a photographer, I mean, if you've heard this be saying before, like, pictures are worth a thousand words yeah there's a lot of pictures up in this head <laughs> so they just come out naturally in the script format um yeah so I, i've been doing that um my journey is unique how i started i know tell us a little bit about how you decided to shift and kind of get into the photography world yeah so i mean it's for me i think about it every day every day i wake up um and you know it's been 10 years and that 10 years runs parallel to uh, the city that I'm from, Aurora. Um, so back in 2012, um, in July, um, I ditched my girlfriend one night to go to a concert. We were on our way to a, to see a film, um, The Dark Knight Rises at Century 16. But the night I 
ditched her to go to the concert. Um, I met a photographer. His name's Maurice Anderson. Shout out to Maurice. <laughs> um, love that kid. Um, haven't seen him in a while. But the night that I was supposed to be at the theater, I was getting introduced to photography by Maurice Anderson. And that was the night of the Century 16 theater shooting. Um, I didn't know the shooting took place um, until I, like later that morning. Um, but it, it, it definitely was a wake-up call because, for one, I was supposed to be there. Um, and... I was getting introduced to what I do now. So when everyone was, unfortunately, some of my friends were experiencing a, a negative death situation, I was experiencing a life, you know, giving situation. And photography brings me to life. You know, when I realized the shooting happened and then what I was doing, I realized that I had like a calling and that I was meant to do this. Um, and it definitely, if you think about photography, you gotta develop, right? So dark situation, dark room, right? negative situation photo negative right expose it with light um and yeah i where i am now in life who i am it's just a development from that night on july 20 of 2012 so um did that make sense i mean i just i mean i yes you know i i, I think it's so powerful i like, love your story from yeah. the moment that we like started discussing yeah how you got into photography and decided to go to Art Institute. Well, it's interesting. So when I, um, so I was going to Metro, I was bombing my classes. I didn't know what I went to go to school for. People yeah. are like, what are you majoring? And I'm like, I don't know. Um, so I was, you know, at Metro, I was working at Wells Fargo downtown at the cash register building. And um, I just wasn't happy. You know, I, I, I'll be honest with you, let's keep it real. I was probably going to take my life that summer just because, you know, I grew up like, you know, didn't know my dad until a certain point in age, like I was like 10, you know, um, you know, a lot of drug influence in the household, not by my mom, but my, my stepdad, who I thought was my real father. And I'm really going deep. I go deep. When you ask me, I'm going to go deep. And then, um, I go just, deep. and then life just was not getting good for me. Like it, mm -hmm. like I failed out of college in Phoenix, Arizona. I went to school there. I was bombing classes and I was just like, why am I even living? I just can't get shit right. Um, I wasn't good at anything. You know, I tried the sports thing. I, I was I was good, but I was, like, not that good, you know. But, you know, and then when photography came into my life, it was the one moment in my life where I was, like, I'm confident in this. I think I can find myself in this. And I'm actually good at something. Mm -hmm. And I never thought I would be good at something. And I will never forget this. I was probably about four or five. I had a Polaroid camera, and I took pictures with it. And uh, I love my stepdad, but my stepdad was very harsh in his words. And he saw the photos after he developed, and he was like, you can never be a photographer. So every time someone asked me to take a picture, I'd be like, oh, I'm not a photographer. Because someone told me that. Yeah. But um, I believe in a higher power. I believe in God. So, like, you know, when he when he gives you something, he's like, yo, I bless this thing. Mm -hmm. You're going to do this. And you're going to be great at it because of who I am. So, you know, thank God, you know open up these doors and I've had a lot of opportunities to do this photo thing you know yeah um I love working with people I have as you know yes um I love to shoot hair I love to sh I, I'll shoot anything and I'll try to make it my own but I like shooting like fashion and like portraiture that's that's my passion those are your favorite yeah I mean it's just I think when my mom used to have like Victoria's Secret uh what do you call it the catalog. The catalogs. I used to Brent look in Young, them. he doesn't remember the catalog. It world. was the catalogs, yeah. So, <laughs> so the catalogs, you know, you 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 know, you, you see it, you check the mail, you see these catalogs, and you'd be like, Wow, these are some beautiful women. But it it's not that I wasn't 
impressed by the women it was just like the lighting and the composition mm-hmm. and you know it was just like i love sports photography so i had my room was plastered with basketball images and i didn't realize that i wasn't obsessed with the sport i was obsessed with the photography yeah. the, ca- the captured moment of it and it, it was just like those little things were just little seeds that were planted in my heart at a young age and um, here I am as a 32-year-old man with a one-year-old and a mortgage, <laughs> and it, 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 it's, it's my way of life, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, my daughter just had her first birthday, and she got several cameras as, as gifts. Not from me, not even me, you know? <laughs> from other people, because they're like, oh, her dad's a photographer. Yep. Let's get her these little, you know... Developing toy. them young. I think... Well, the thing is, she already knows how to work the iPad, and she's one. I know... Children are mind blowing mm-hmm. on how they can like operate technology. Mm-hmm. Like I have to ask my nephew how to do things. Yeah, and he's seven. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, and I've been asking for years. She is. If she becomes a photographer, which I hope she does, I think she's going to be better than me. Mm-hmm. Way better than mm-hmm. me, and I'm good. You're good, <laughs> but I think it's like that genetic and the support. So, yeah. how do you kind of? I think something that you said that I think all of us kind of hold inside is like that inner child that we maybe had a passion for something and then somebody has something negative to say how do you work past that feeling yeah of because i'm sure it's probably still somewhere oh it's deep down inside of you it's there but it's uh am i good enough it's in a sea of forgetfulness yeah i've casted it um you know with that you know i just think it's about you know finding who you are mm-hmm. and you know i remember the day that i stopped giving up can i cuss on here I yeah. I, oh, yeah i remember the day i stopped giving a fuck what people thought about me yeah I, it was that day isn't it magical it, when man, you stop caring i stopped caring i really stopped caring i started dressing how i felt like dressing i started eating what i felt like eating I started what and i just didn't care what people had to say because this is what i liked and it just fed into who i am and what, what i believe in and you know those voices you know they tend to surface from now and then but then you have to realize that person was probably hurting mm-hmm. when they said that. They didn't know who they were, so there they want to project it on me. But I'm not who they who they say I am. I am who I say I am. Yeah. Who God says I am. So, you know, it, there's there's a lot of uh, doubt that still creeps in. I mean, come on, I'm an artist. We're sensitive about what we do. What, For sure. I mean, you do hair. You're you're sensitive about your craft, right? Um, but yeah, I just I just have to look past it and just realize, like, hey, do you want to live? how people say you should live or do you want to go out and write your own ticket and, yeah and i've been doing it since 2012 and we're in 2022 now and i remember when the shooting happened i always had a vision i said you know in 10 years from now i can't wait to see what my life is going to be like and man it's just been a beautiful picture the people the friends my daughter, yes, you know, uh, my girlfriend, my parents. Uh, my dad's not with us anymore, but you know, he, you know, he left this world knowing that his kids were okay, mm-hmm. and we're and so I'm good. I'm happy. I'm very happy in where I am right now. Uh, I'm definitely in a stage where uh, I'm in that trust season, that faith season, where it's like, hey, like you, you're not clocking into a nine to five anymore, but you know, you're just gonna have faith that all your needs are gonna be, be provided in. I, I mean, I don't lack anything right now. I'm a happy person, and I love what I do, and I think that's the best life. I could leave the, this earth today and feel 
like I live a fulfilled life. So. Living in the present. But I still got more to do. You have lots to do. Yeah, I mean, I mean this, today. Yeah, this, this, <laughs> this story isn't over, you know? No. So, um, you know. You have a lot more to accomplish. I do. Uh, and one of my biggest full circle accomplishments would be to make my first short film. I was um, going to say, tell us a little bit about kind of goals that you have. So you've kind of hit the point of mm-hmm. your 10-year marker. Yeah of starting this career yeah and loving where you're at now but what is the future kind of hold goal wise for you now the future is i mean i want to call my own shots and you know not just in the everyday life but for creatively i want to be jordan pill i i he is phenomenal um but i want to be i want to the end goal screenwriter film director um like i said i uh, i'm working on my first short film um, it's actually uh, a story about the theater shooting. It's I was going to say, can you tell us a little bit yeah, about yeah, absolutely. your, your so, short story? So, you know, with my story, you know how I got started through the shooting. Um, as a visual creative person, someone, I didn't even know I was creative at the moment, you know, until the shooting happened. And once that case started to evolve and, you know, fact finding, I, I watched it closely and just as a visual person i just started playing over and over in my head how could someone buy a movie ticket go to a theater he probably bought popcorn he probably bought a drink and he sat in his seat like he was going to the movies mm-hmm. and then he, he exits the exit door gets dressed in ballistic gear walks back in carries out his deed and that played in my head over and over because of my story right and when i got to new york after graduating from college uh one of my friends zach mill um he was like, man, that's an amazing story. You should write a script about it and, and make a film. So I wrote his story, the shooter story, right? But I was like, wait a minute. There's something else that happened that night, my story. So I took my story, the shooter story, and ran them parallel. Have you ever seen the movie Crash? Yes. So I kind of wrote it like Crash. So it's my story, the shooter story. Um, I had some friends there that night, so I took their stories, and I just kind of just like intertwined. It's like a braid, you know? Mm-hmm. You take a piece here a piece there and you start to weave it and I wrote it um, as a feature film um, I tried to shoot it last year unfortunately we were shut down for um, for COVID and some other reasons um, but my my dream never died there you know I was like you know what I'm gonna take some pieces of the script turn it into a short film and I'm just gonna shoot it and send it to Sundance and hopefully it's like fishing you know you gotta cast a line and and I think the subject matter is really going to reel people in because it's not to glorify or to praise mass shootings, but it's to like just set the table to talk mm-hmm. about, kind of like what we're doing now. It's to talk about an issue that's obviously a problem in our country. And I think what better way to tell this story through cinema when it happened at the cinema. So yeah. that's what I'm doing. It's it's called um, Saudi Aurora. Um, People from Aurora, you know. Listen, call, if you're from Colorado you know or have Saudi been Aurora here for is, right? a while, you know what it Saudi, means. Saudi yeah. Aurora is, I mean, the name comes just, I mean, there's so many shootings. There's like corrupted police and, you know, it, it kind of resembles some Middle Eastern countries, you know. And, uh, I mean, you wouldn't think a city like Saudi Aurora would be, you know, in Colorado. Yeah. Colorado of all places with mountain hiking and the Broncos and mm-hmm. the Nuggets. But there's there's a lot of stuff. You know, I, when people say that Colorado doesn't have a ghetto, we did have a ghetto. It got gentrified. It's called Five Points. and But it wasn't always like that. It's just, you know, people, you know, who lack certain resources yeah. were unfortunately given the shorter stick. And, you know, then years later, it's gentrified. I remember 
man, like, so my family, our family history, you know, my, my grandpa, I call, I think he was a pimp. They called him Boogie Joe. Oh, yeah. And my, gra- sure. my, my grandma's <laughs> name was Peggy Joe, you know, and they, they were, they're actually, their story, their love, their, my grandma and grandpa's relationship, I've actually turned it into a script because that shit is like a movie. Yeah. The stuff, the stories my grandpa and grandma told, my grandma tried to kill my grandpa by blowing up his car, a Lincoln. I like from Peggy Joe. Peggy Joe is the shit. <laughs> Rest in peace to Peggy Joe. Peggy Joe is a pe- she's like a, a girl after my own heart. Yeah, she's another anchor in my in my soul. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I just think you know, um, yeah, I, I I'm gonna make this film and nothing's gonna stop me because I think this the subject matter again it's it's going to reel people in and I think it's gonna be a, a, a contender at Sundance Film Festival. So if you know anybody who wants to invest in a short film. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. Yes. We need some investors. Yes. We got to make this happen. Glamour bars. I'm, 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 I'm calling out <laughs> Lindsay. She's got to, she's got to donate. Yeah. We'll see what we can do. Oh, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, short films are expensive. I yeah. thought it was going to be like seven grand and seven grand turns into 20. Listen, what it's... was my piece of advice that I gave? Serena gave me an interview the other day of the best piece of advice I got. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it came from my realtor and he told me it's going to take you twice as long and cost you twice as much as you ever thought it would be Yeah. to get your business off the ground. Yeah. And I was like, damn, he was right. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm Six. budgeted. I have things. Oh, I'm taking the full on risk. I'm just going to max yeah. out my credit card if yeah. I have to. I, I don't care. It, I, if, I, if, this, if I can get that product in a certain setting, you know. Money, money comes and goes. Like, what's a money is meant to be spent. Yeah, yeah, and it's meant to be made too. It is. Yeah, comes and goes. But you got to spend it before you make it. Once you die, nobody talks about how much money you have in the bank. It's all about life experiences yeah. and what you did. And I want to leave. I want before I leave. I just want to leave this film. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, I'll be in people's textbooks. I'd love it. <laughs> in in film courses and studies <laughs> and stuff, right? <laughs> a legend. Do you kind of see life? I think from what I hear you say that like life is kind of always a picture. So do you hear people's stories and like want to create a script or absolutely like, are you constantly like that visual creative? I am. Yeah. So every time I, man, every time I hear a story, every time I hear a song, visions just play in my head, you know? So I'm like, okay, I'm listening to the song. and I'm like, wow, that's a great sequence. That would be a great story to tell. Um, I think everyone's story should be told. You know, unfortunately, some stories aren't worth being told. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even though someone's story isn't told, there's someone else's story that they can relate to. Yeah. Can You know, so, I, I, yeah, I just, so many stories. There's so many pictures in my head. I, I, I could write, I could write anything. I love how you were talking about your short and how you're kind of like running parallel worlds because mm-hmm. I think we're all just like one little decision away. Yeah. From a completely different life, yeah. or meeting somebody that's going to completely change your life. Absolutely. So, I think that's a very cool point of view. Yeah, you got to take, look at it. You got to take risks. I mean, I think you know, you just got to be present. I think you know, like when I was in the elevator before I came up here, you know, there were two people in the elevator, and you just, just saying hi could change somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, I got a great story about this. Twenty twenty yeah. March. This just true story. You got to speak to people. You, you never know what the life-changing moment could be, yeah. right? So I'm living in Green Valley Ranch, not too far from DIA Airport. And I was, I was you know, freelancing, but I was still working a part-time job. 
I needed groceries. So I was like, I only had $20 in my pocket. And I was like, all right, let's go to Safeway. Not Safeway, it was King Supers. I'm going to, I'm driving to King Supers. And literally, I have something in my head to say, go to Walmart. I was like, I only got 20 bucks. I don't want to go to Walmart. I want to go straight to King Supers. So I, I, you know, make a U-turn. I go to Walmart. Something in my heart says, go to Ross. I was like, I only got $20, <laughs> God. Like, come on, bro. Like, why would I go to Ross? So I go to Ross. There's this gentleman walking in behind me, right? I see him. White guy, you know, don't think anything of it. So, you know, have you ever been to Ross? Like, I shop at Ross. Like, I got these jeans at Ross, Levi's, with the holes in it. I am the barking queen over here, okay? Um, So, (laughs) I'm in in Ross. This true story of of exactly what we're we're talking about, that one moment to change your life. uh, So, the the aisles in Ross are real small. So, I'm, I'm going up and down the aisles. This guy that was following me in walks walks down my aisle. And uh, I say, how are you doing today, sir? He's like, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm like, I'm good. And then he stops and looks at me. He's like, yo, you believe in miracles? And I laughed. I was like, yeah, I do. He's like, whatever you want in this store, I'll buy it for you. And I start, I looked at him. I was like, you serious? He was like, yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, helping out people. I was just over at Walmart. And I was like, that's crazy because I was about to go to Walmart, but something told me to come to Ross. He was like, yeah, I just went from Walmart to Ross. And I was like, maybe this is God. God talks to me. I'm just, you know, that, I think that's one reason why I didn't go to the theater that night. But um, literally, I'm in, in Ross, and I'm having this conversation with this guy. And he's like, well, get whatever you want. I'm going to go to the changing room and meet me in the checkout line. It's like, you know, I, you know. What's that? What's that show where it's like the supermarket and you have supermarket to... sweep? Yeah, so I'm I in Ross that doing show a as a kid. I'm in Ross doing a sweep, <laughs> and I, I didn't I didn't want to be take advantage of the guy, but I grabbed a couple of things like I grabbed underwear, I bought a, got a pair of shoes and whatever. So we're waiting in line. He comes back, and he's like, "I was changing," and I was like, "Dude, what do you need?" And this is when I'm thinking about trying to make my film. This is 2020, right before the pandemic. We had no idea the pandemic was happening. Yeah. Like, you know, there was talks about it, but we didn't know we were going to lock down. No. So this guy was like, you know what? I feel like God has put it on my heart to give you $10,000. So I started laughing. I'm like. This is a good trip to Ross. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> damn. Like, he was like, you serious? He was like. And I told him I'm a photographer. I'm trying to make a film. You know, obviously. And. um yeah, this dude said a prayer for me in the Ross line. I'm freaking crying, you know, just because I can't believe this is happening to me. And he gives me 20, uh, not 20 grand. He gives me 10 grand, 10 grand and Ross, just because I was obedient to the voice in my head, which I believe is Jesus talking to me. Yeah. You know? I People think I'm insane, but it's just a voice I trust and it's never led me astray or mm-hmm. done me wrong. So I, um, so he sends me the money. And then the next day I go to work and I'm driving this guy at work. He's like, what do you do for a living? I was like, oh, I do this and I do that. And he sees my photography, right? And he buys one of my images for two grand, right? I so so Sunday I got 10 grand. Monday I got another two grand. That's 12 grand, right? The next day my job furloughs me because we're going into a, a pandemic. We're going into quarantine. And not on top of that, I had 12 grand, but I also ended up having, what, unemployment? Mm-hmm. So it's just like God prepared, like, literally prepared me for this quarantine. And I had more than enough going into the pandemic. I had 12 grand, 
plus unemployment, plus the George Floyd happened, and then all these companies started calling me because I guess I don't want to call it white guilt, but you know they wanted a black photographer to shoot for them and covered certain marches for them, and it, it just like just like the pandemic was actually a come up for me. So it's like you never know. It's like little things can change your life. So shout out to Pavel. Um, I was like, do you still keep in contact I have with him on, our... I have him on Facebook, but you know what he told me? He said, and I'll never forget this, he says, with Jesus, every day is Christmas. So, I mean, if you like Christmas and you want it every day, then just ask baby Jesus. And, you know, show up and, and... Listen, I love baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite Jesus. I love 33-year-old <laughs> Jesus, too. You know? So, I have so many stories, and, you know, my life is just a movie, honestly. How <laughs> do you kind of... How do you listen? I think we all have that little voice inside of our head. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, is that our ego? Is it yeah. God? Is it the universe? Like, how yeah. do you trust that guy? Or feel like, oh, oh is this question. something that I'm overthinking? Or yeah. that, like, how do you choose that direction? Because well, I think it's served you very well. Yeah, so for me, as a person who worries a lot, um, who overthinks a lot, um, I think the the biggest tool... Um, is just discernment and knowing, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just discernment. It's like, you know, if you ask me, Brian, I, sorry, if you ask me, Brian, what do you want to eat? I give you two options, chicken or fish. What am I in the mood for? What feels right? Mm-hmm. What caters to my need at that? What, what wouldn't harm me, right? I'm going to be like, I like chicken. I like fish. But what kind of fish, you know? And then you start you start to weigh out, you know, what on a spiritual level, right? So, for example, again, I'm having a fight with my girlfriend, but I'm supposed to go to this movie. I know. I, I was gonna bring this up. Yeah, but, I'm, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going I'm going to a movie and I'm having a fight with my girlfriend. I'm not gonna be able to enjoy this movie because mm-hmm. I had a fight with her. We're already arguing. I don't want to be around someone that doesn't appreciate me and I don't respect her. It was toxic, right? But would I rather just cut my losses from the movie tickets that we have, go hang out with my friends at a show, I don't know who's performing, and just see what happens? I'd rather do that than be in this filth, right? And I just I just kind of went with, what's the word they, what's the road less your, travel? Like, or, yeah, yeah, your I, gut feeling. Yeah, or... and it, just, it just felt right. And, um, I, I do that all the time. Like, even deciding to come on this show today. I support you. I, will, I support everything you do. I'd rather hang out with you than go edit some photos right now, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. But I don't know. It's just, it's, just, it's just a gut feeling. I think it takes time. It takes practice. It takes um, the courage. It takes faith. I was going to say, I think, do you ever feel like you're disappointing? So, like, the girlfriend that you had... Yeah. The night of the theater. I broke up with her the next day because of that. I was like, yo, if I, yo, you, you gonna be the death of me. You know? <laughs> Literally. Literally. We, we, you know, so yeah. it's like, um, yeah. <laughs> so how do you deal with like following your gut and following what feels right to you? Yeah. And standing in that truth and dealing with people that might be disappointed or let down or yeah. Add in whatever so, adjective so, that you want. So the question is, how do I follow that guy? Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just feel like in any situation, you just have to rise up and just go through it. Shit. I mean, 
it's life. You can't go through life being scared. So it's like, you know, you have consequences. So it's like, go through it or not. So mm -hmm. I, I choose to go through. I, I don't know. I, I love it. <laughs> I don't know. It's natural. I, I don't even know. I don't even know how to really. Cause it's a like, really good natural talent that you have yeah. that you like listen to the voices or gut or yeah. that instinct that you have. You know, and it's not led you wrong yet. Yeah. My dad used to, growing up, I used to overthink my, my dad telling me this, use your head. I don't know what that means. Like, use your head. There's a scene in Hercules where he was like, use your head. And Hercules like rams the enemy with his head. And yeah. I was just like, I don't think that's what he meant. Right. So now I just use my head. I just think, you know, yeah. what makes sense? You know, even if it doesn't pan out the way I hoped, you know, there's some good can come from it. And mm -hmm. if it doesn't, it's like, okay, I'm going to use my head again in that situation. So it's, you know, it's just, I don't know. We're all doing it. You know, we're all trying yeah. to figure it out, you know. But, you know, some some people are not as... In tune. Or in tune or yeah. as open as I am. Like I said, the day that I stopped caring what people thought about me was the day that I started living. Was that close to the theater shooting or was it that was later maybe, on? That was like a month or two after the theater shooting. Because the shooting happened in July. I think in September is when I had that just like i should be a photographer I, yeah. I i it really like started to rain down on me like because i was i was wrestling with god mm -hmm. about what just happened i knew it was god but i was just like no nah, man you didn't do that yeah but but he did and then i just really started submitting to his will and listening um and i think that's the biggest thing i think in a world where we have social media because social media in 2012 was like I mean, we had Facebook. Yeah. Instagram was what made in 2010, but not everyone was really on it. But I didn't really have a lot of influence. It was more of like inner self, being in God's word. And then um, just, again, just just taking a leap of faith. That's all it was. You know, it, it wasn't like a rainbow that came down or it, it was just a leap of faith. Yeah. And it has... It's cashing out now, right? Yeah. It's a faith as a currency. It's a heavenly currency, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you could have $5 in your bank account, but if you have, you know, faith and you, and, and you trust and you bank and trust on the Lord, I think, you know, it, that trumps whatever physical asset you have. So faith. It's all about faith, man. My life is no. all about faith. I'm walking faith right now. So. I love the faith. I have a faith tattoo. You know I got your yeah. Batman and tattoo. you have a Batman. That's, and that's I have how I faith knew. tattooed yeah, on I, me. I, you're, you, you are the right... <laughs> you got the right stuff. Um. So, obviously, spirituality, God are very important to you. Yeah. But how else do you kind of stay grounded or creative mm -hmm. and kind of follow those paths and kind of do your self-care routine? Um, so staying grounded, um, for one is I, unfortunately I am a worry bug. You might not see it, but I do. It's just, it's, you know, it's life, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I think one thing that keeps me grounded is remembering where I came from and how it all began. Um, I never want to get outside of myself thinking I'm better than someone. Um, I may be equivalent and I think I'm, I'm. You know, I'm up in the ranks, but I, I just I just stay humble. I think that's the one important piece of it. I remember when I worked at the bank and I had an issue and this guy told me, he was like, hey, don't lose your cool. That's your meal ticket. 
And I remember that, and I've always kept my cool in every situation. So mm-hmm. I think that keeps me grounded. Um, and I just think, you know, just knowing that you never know who's watching, you know. And I think, you know, that humbles me, and I continue to just stay in my lane. Um, I've definitely uh, got out of sight of myself sometimes, and um, it just, it really, like, when you realize that you're outside of yourself, you'll check yourself and, and get back to mm-hmm. you just know, redirect yeah you'll just redirect and i just it's just like little i just like i said i tread softly i don't really go out like i used to um i love being at home um i love hanging out with my daughter um i love studying my favorite photographer's works i it just you know just being able to just google her stuff and just be like man that is a beautiful photo mm-hmm. you know it's like that going to a, like a digital museum you know um but yeah, I think that's one thing that helps me grounded. Uh, my faith, my mom definitely, her prayers help. You know, um, yeah. So I mean, I just, I just stay low key. I think that's what you know. I don't want to be flashy. Yeah, I let my work do the talking. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really need to amplify myself because if you're doing what you're supposed to do, that that that's all the talking you need to do. You know, so does that make sense? It does. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say. So you did your first gallery. Right? Was that your first one? Uh, It was the first one I was invited to. How about that? Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I just got called out. So my, my, you know, my first show, I remember my first show, like my first, first show, I was in the fifth grade. Okay. Well... My stepdad. We didn't know each other yet. Yeah, I know. But my. my, I'll forgive you. If you want to talk about first show. So my. I mean, if I knew you, I would have invited you. No, but my very first show, it was a drawing competition for Dare. Do you remember Dare? Oh, yeah. And uh, I ended up uh, having a drawing in the Dare. How would you call it? The Dare art show. And it was a guy chewing gum, and it said, Chew gum, not tobacco. And I just drew a black guy with a big old bubble. It was phenomenal. I love it. And I won. I won the competition. Yeah. And they put my art at the art museum. But what's funny is when the shooting happened, you know, everyone's like, pray for Aurora. Pray for Sandy Hook. Pray. I had this idea that brought me back to my childhood that said, chew gum, not tobacco. And then, you know, in the spiritual side of things, I created this saying, this quote called, shoot prayers, not guns, which came from the theater shooting but you know i go back to my roots as a co- yeah. child um and then you know just that's where it came from so i don't know where i was going with that but that was my first show um but my 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 most current show which was on for my city yes that because was, i was like that was post-covid yeah post george floyd so and it was really powerful so i yeah. just am curious of like your inspiration well you know what's funny is um when George Floyd happened, right, I felt like there was a lot of tension in the media, right? Mm-hmm. Social media, everyone was putting the black squares. I and... also think the world was about ready to fall apart. Oh yeah, we had all been quarantined. We were just we we, we were, were holding on by a thread. Oh, we were sick and tired of being <laughs> sick and tired. But um, you know, with the George Floyd situation, um, I felt like a lot of companies were like, "Yo, like, there's a lot of like, n- not enough representation of the black mm-hmm. artists," and I feel like. Excuse my French, but I feel like every white person, excuse my French, I love you, regardless, okay. I don't see color, but um, it was like every person who wasn't a person of color was trying to find them a person of color. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, we got to find us a nigga to, to, to represent us and show that we're not racist. Mm-hmm. We don't. And it, 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 it blew my mind because I had so many people coming to me. We want you to shoot this. We want you to shoot that. 
we need you for this, we need you for that. And I was like, this is great, guys. <laughs> Listen, I'm really I, appreciating I'm, I, this. I was like, <laughs> why does it take for a man yeah. to die at the hands of another officer mm-hmm. like that on camera yeah. for you guys to want to work with me? I've been here the whole time. Right. You know? But, um, so one company asked me to cover all the marches with Elijah McClain, with the... Um, George Floyd protests, and I just started shooting for these companies, um, and the images that they didn't take or use, I was just like, well, this was my best photo, but you're going with that one? Cool, I'm just going to keep that in my archives. And then um, a good friend uh, reached out to me. She was like, hey, I'm in school at DU. I need to, you know, curating. I need to, you know, have some kind of show. I think you're the artist for it. So we just started going through all my work. And all my work from the protests, and I said, "God damn it, I think we got a show." Mm-hmm. She knew we had a show, but yeah. you know, when I, you know, me, I'll take a photo and I won't think of anything right of it. But the things that I just probably would have deleted, she was like, "This is the one." I'm mm-hmm. like, "Are you serious?" And we ended up doing the shows about. Uh, it was like it ran for thirty days in Rhino, and then, um, yeah, I mean, we sold a lot of work, which was great. Um, yeah. So I don't really just go out of my way to have a show. Um, But I feel like in that time, that season, 2020, coming off of the summer with all the protests and everything, I think it was like people kind of needed to take a step back. But you can revisit it with the the photographs. It was a successful show. Um, I'm grateful. The community was was great. I think the Five Point Atlas, they definitely did an article. but, I, I mean, I do photography not to get recognized. It's for me, mm-hmm. you know? But, you know, people want to be a part of my life. So, there you go. You get this beautiful work, you know? Yes. So, I, I mean, if I wasn't getting paid money to do photography, I'd still shoot. Mm-hmm. Because it just makes me happy. It's, it's my piece. I love that. <laughs> it's my piece. One of the things that I love about you the most is that you're always finding the light in the dark or the silver lining whatever saying you want to use um how do you kind of redirect and find that i don't that lightness man in the dark moments you know what i just i try to approach everything with a a, a, i guess a good attitude I, i think that's fundamental basics you know just you know like uh, you know, I don't know. Let's see what it's like. You know, let's give it a shot. You know, um, and I don't know, man. It's, it's it's just I guess it's just me. It's something I have to work on because, I mean, when I was a teenager, my mom couldn't get me to do anything unless it was basketball. But you know, when I started to kind of venture off in new things, it was just you know, you gotta be open. You just gotta be open. You gotta be open. You gotta be cool. You gotta keep it cool. You know, you gotta see the value in people and I think that's how you can get over some of those difficulties it's like hey this situation sucks but we're gonna get through it and there's gonna be light mm-hmm. on the other side of it there's, I mean you gotta be the light yourself so if, if you're in a situation and you know you just gotta be the light you know I, one thing that I learned over the years is like if you're going through something and you know you can't control the situation there's one thing that you can't control is your response to that situation. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just, you know, just approaching it, you know, with positivity um, 
And even if it doesn't pan out again, how you would like for it, you, you be like, hey, I did that. Now you got life experience. Now you got wisdom. Yeah. And, 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 you know, who doesn't want wisdom? You know, that's, you know, one of the most, I mean, it's more precious than jewels, mm-hmm. you know, and, and silver and gold is wisdom. So I, I think that's kind of my approach. Yeah. So. And unfortunately, you l- learn more mm-hmm. the rougher a situation is. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you, it, yeah. You're not learning those life lessons when things are going well. Yeah, but then now you have experience. So if you know someone going through that, you can be like, hey, man, let me tell you about a story. Mm-hmm. You know, come approach it like the Fresh Prince. You know, <laughs> West Philadelphia, born and raised. You know, but, you know, I'm, experience is that what makes us, that's what shapes us. That's, you know, what feeds into our egos, our personalities. Um, and that's just it's the type of that's just how people are made. I mean, I know a lot of people who would see something like, "Oh, I can't do that." Uh, I'm not, and then they'll just sit at home bitter. I don't want to be bitter. Yeah, want to do that? I got a kid to live. I don't want my daughter to be bitter. I want my daughter to be like, you know what? Let's try it. You know, we did it. You know, hopefully we get another day to get it right. But mm-hmm. you know, in the moment and the time, you know, you just gotta put your best foot forward and. Does that make sense? I mean, it I, does. Man, I you know this funny is, I don't do a lot of podcasts. <laughs> you know, I hope I get more opportunities, but you know, you will. Um, you know, and it's, stuff like this is real. I appreciate this, but these are conversations that I have behind the scenes. You know, these are the conversations I have when I'm on set with my assistant or the client or mm-hmm. the model or something. This is just, I'm not doing anything I haven't been doing in the last ten years. So yeah. this, this is very very cool. So. Love it. Well, we're so happy to have you. <laughs> no, I'm grateful. You know, I, I, you have been one of my biggest fans. You know, I am. I am like the president. I'm yeah. trying out. I put in my application. Okay, we'll see. Or, or, you we'll know, see I what happens. Talk to, talk to HR. <laughs> um, no, but you know, and just watch. I mean, I think you. I don't think you realize, but you've kind of been a role model too. Just seeing how you run your business. You know, you're in a very cool neighborhood where you. You know, and I'm sure you serve hundreds of people in Colorado, you know, male, female, whatever. But, you know, I've been watching you and just seeing what you've been doing and you've been true to that and you found your niche and you're great at it, you know. Thank you. And, you know, of course I'd come in and support you because you supported me. So when you asked me, I was <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I didn't think me taking photos of you would lead to this. <laughs> but, again, it's like, what's the bright side of this? I get to hang with Lindsay. Yeah. And we can talk. And we're going to have more talks. I know. I was like, Brian and I can talk for hours and hours and hours. Because yeah, I used to just pop. Remember, I used to just pop yeah. in? we just sit and have a beer. And, and just just kick it. Yeah. And then get my nails done. Yeah. Yeah, which I need to do. I haven't had a manicure in a, since the pandemic started. I was scared of people to touch me. You've got to come in and see us. I need to get my yeah my nails and feet done. <laughs> Maybe a facial. and you know. We'll take care of you. Cool. I love it. So tell us since. Okay, so I did have photos with Brian recently. And did some headshots. So all of the content that you see coming up for Business of Glam are courtesy of Brian. You're welcome. <laughs> and no. I hate getting photos. I will say one thing. I was proud of you because I photographed you, what, how many times? Like two or three times before this. And I think this was like you weren't in your shop. So definitely I took you out of your, your bubble. You took me out of my element. And I think, you know, you being in the studio and being able to really just one-on-one time it was a great yeah. time and I, I i we got some great shots we you really were very did. confident and you didn't i mean you were a little you know stern on yourself but <laughs> i 
at the end of the day, you were like, I'm not mad at that one. I know. I'm like, I'm not mad at it either. I, I know. You know, but yeah, that, that was There's fun. a lot of really great content. And as somebody that hates having your photo taken, yeah, I am not a photo taker. Yes, you are. No. I've taken your photo. <laughs> but how do you get somebody comfortable in front of the camera? Or do you have tips and tricks for people when they have headshots or photo shoots or family photos, mm-hmm. anything along those lines? Like, how do they get comfortable in front of the camera? I think one thing is, I mean, photography and photo sessions is an experience for sure. So, you know, if you think about Naomi Campbell or Kate Moss, you know, how the photographer or the makeup artist makes them feel like a million bucks. And I just feel like you have to create that same, you know, setting, you know, that same, yeah, you just have to make them feel like they're the only person that matters in the world at that moment. And um, it gets them out. You have conversation, you know, maybe you just casually talk like we're doing now. And then you're like, you know what, I'm going to take a picture here. Boom. And, you know, by the time they know it, they have a full portfolio of just content that you shot and then i think it's you know just making that person feel important um because they are they are the center of attention my attention you know and it's my responsibility to to get us there we started here get them there and i just you know it's funny i just an accountant my accountant uh i just did her photos and um she was very nervous she called me like twice a day. It is nerve-wracking. She called me twice a day, but you know, every question, every concern, every whatever she had, I had the answer. We did the shoot, we had makeup. And at the end of the day, she was like, "That was painless." Mhm. And then she and then she even sends me messages, "Yo, I just got to tell you. <laughs> I'm getting more business now because of those images. I yeah. feel people are are open to reaching out to me. They and I'm just like, wow. And you were freaking out. She was like, well, I didn't see the other side of this. And I yeah. was like, well, now you do. I think your point is you do make everybody feel very comfortable in front of the camera. Because I am not comfortable in front of the camera. But yeah. I will say that day, you did give me that level of comfort. Oh, it was, it was fun. <laughs> it was a fun I was, day. I was just happy to hang out with you. Because, I mean, with the pandemic and, you know, yeah. life. It's been a while. We just didn't hang out as much and I, yeah. I felt bad because every time I drive past you know driving down Broadway or Lincoln I'd be like I need to go stop in there. <laughs> and then the, do. and then the one random time I came in to use the bathroom yeah uh during the the East Denver conference I was like I don't want to use the bathroom at this conference <laughs> and I think that's when I met you as well yeah and um yeah so it, it, was, it was all good it was everything happened you know people were in your life for seasons you know, a reason, season, or a lifetime. Yeah, and you've been in every, almost every season. <laughs> you know, so um, I think I'm a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you're getting rid of me, I, especially I, if I get this presidency of the fan club. Yeah, and then another thing is, you know, when my daughter starts, you know, taking to getting her nails done, mm-hmm. I need y'all to make her feel like a million bucks when yeah. she comes in there. Have 100%. her little juice boxes while she gets. <laughs> I want her to. I want her to have that experience. Yeah. Like, my daddy took me to this today. Yeah. My daddy made me feel like a princess. I love I'm bringing her to you. Well, you're so good at making everybody feel (laughs) like a princess and like the star of the show. Yeah. But I think one point that you just said is like that candid photos Mm -hmm. are always like the best. They are the best. Those are always the ones that everybody... So how do you kind of find your angles and like be able to do that Mm -hmm. when you're posing? For a photo, like a group photo or something, how how can you bring a little bit of that candidness 
um, into it. I just, I kind of let people, I let people be in the moment, you know. Um, like, for example, the picture I took of you on your balcony. You were just at home on your balcony, which I'm sure you spent lots of time there. Mm-hmm. You were laughing. And I'm, you didn't even, I had my camera raised, but yeah, you didn't think I was taking photos, but I was. And you, you were just in a, a familiar place. And I think if you can create that space for people um, and just anticipating the shot and not really be like, okay, pose. And people are like, what well, do you, do you want me to, Yeah, you know, no, I don't want you to do that, <laughs> you know? And we all go back to our school photos where it's like, tilt the head, do this. Yeah. Oh, I, I you know, I can, yeah. I can, you know, I can do whatever. Um, but I, I just think that just letting people be who they are, that's what makes a good photo. And that's what, if you can just anticipate that shot. You're like, oh, I know she just did that. So I'm going to wait. It's like fishing. Do you have any tips and tricks? Like, we've all heard the different, like, photo things. Like, press your tongue against your the back of your teeth. Yeah, that's Put bullshit. a foot <laughs> in front of another one. Like, yeah. create these body angles. Like, the model. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could go on and on on all of the different, like, little things that we've heard over the years. Yeah. Do you have anything that you think actually works for people? Um, Cause there are times that I look back at photos. Like a like, photo tip. Yeah. Like I was, I was pressing my tongue against the back of my teeth. And I didn't know that. I, I didn't tell dumb. you that. No, I, oh, this one, the... I think like Kate Moss or somebody did. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I think anytime that you're, sh- I'm shooting someone, I'm tethered to that person. Right. Yeah we're here right so one thing that i one of my tips is like if i want to have control i tell people to envision that their palm is right here like my palm is on their chin so like your palm is it right here right so if my chin goes up or my palm goes up your chin goes up if my chin goes left goes right that's one way that it's like a tip to kind of like really manage a person because once you have the head you know cut the head off the snake the body, you know, so, but if you control the head, you can control the whole body. So, um, I don't know. I just, it's just experience, man. I mean, one tip that I, I do tell people is to know who you're photographing. Um, because like a lot of people that come to me, I don't know who they are. So, yeah. you know, I, I might call them every now and then check them out, see how they're doing, look at their Instagram, just to kind of get a sense of who they are because whoever I see there, that's who's going to come to the table mm-hmm. on the shoot. So um, I think that's a good tip is just knowing your subject matter. Um, and then, too, um, you know, just, again, knowing uh, the basics of photography. Because when you try to do the crazy, extravagant shit, that's when shit all shit yeah. breaks loose. You know, for me, it's just like the biggest tip is just stick into your roots. If you know the basics, then you can break all the other rules. So, I mean, and then continue to keep shooting. I mean, when I, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but when I started shooting, I was shooting. It wasn't like a, I mean, obviously people saw me evolve, but it was just like, I didn't know I had this talent. So when I started shooting, I felt like Spider-Man. I was like, yeah. <laughs> all over the place. Just always going. Yeah. And I, and I was just, you just got to keep shooting. I, just, I, just, I guess that's my tips. Keep shooting. Even if you don't feel like a photo's right, take it. If it feels wrong, take it. Love it. You know, if, if, if you don't feel like the lighting is right, you know, wait a second, sun comes out, boom, take it. You know, shoot in the dark, shoot in the light. 
I mean, it's a photograph. That's why we shoot digital, not film, right? <laughs> but I do encourage people to, to shoot film. I, I just got back into shooting film because I felt like I was getting soft. Yeah. And I was like, I'm getting soft. <laughs> I don't like being soft. I, I, I want that that grit. I want that grain, you know? Yeah. So I've been playing with the new R, uh, Mamiya RZ67. Um, it's been it's teaching me how to slow down. That's another tip. Slow down. It's not a race. It's a marathon. You know, take your time. Get it right. In photography and in life. Both. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like that. Well said. Yeah. I think I, I dig that. <laughs> because, you know, you got to pay attention to detail. Um, just, yeah. Take your time. In photo and life. In photo and in life. In photo and in life. <laughs> Brought to you by. Business of Glee. Big business of How'd you get that name? I just made it up one day. What's the glamour, the, the, the glamorous thing about what you do? Most glamorous thing. When I clean the toilet. At your job? <laughs> I'm always like, I'm the queen of glam as I'm like in there cleaning the toilet. See, for you, I thought you would have hired someone to come and clean your shop. I do, but I like to have a clean toilet all the time and they only come so many times. Well, I and mean, we have so many people in on the daily that yeah. need some upkeep. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm always like, that's the most glam thing that I do. I'm always like, you're so glamorous. The one thing owning a business is so glamorous. Owning, you know, owning a home. I think the one thing for me is keeping the bathroom and the kitchens clean. Yeah. Shout out to my girlfriend because she, um, Ronya and Nala, my daughter. Um, she, she, we have two dogs, um, and uh, they shed a lot. Yeah. And she is mopping and and vacuuming all the time. I'm constantly cleaning. Yeah, but the one thing that she doesn't want to do is clean our, our main bathroom. Oh, I love bathrooms. I, yo, I've been crushing it lately. I got to give myself some props. And she's giving me props too, but like, you know, every week I'm cleaning that bathroom. Mm -hmm. Once a week. If I, yeah. you know, because, you know, in the middle of the night you're sleepy. and I mean, I don't want to give away too much, but it's like bathrooms need to be clean. And they I, do. I don't mind cleaning it's bathrooms. It's very important. It's the most glamorous thing I do. I don't mind cleaning bathrooms. <laughs> I don't mind putting up the dishes, loading the dishes. Um, I just, I don't want to cook. Oh, so, I love to cook. Really? Oh, yeah. I I would love to cook if I knew how to cook. I can cook, but it's just like, I'm not like that person be like, oh man, Brian, but I can cook to survive. You know what I think it is with cooking? What? Is that you can't follow recipes. No. Like, my mom, I would call and be like, how do you make this? She'd be like, it's just a little of this, and it's a little of that, and, like, you just do it to taste. Yeah, it's so trusting your gut. It's kind of like all of the lessons that you've just taught us. <laughs> that is finding the love and joy in cooking. Yeah. It's like throwing the rule book out of the window. Yeah. And just, like, going for it. Yeah, I mean, and there's some things. And knowing you can't do any wrong. Yeah. And maybe you have a shitty dinner one night. Yeah. It's fine. So when <laughs> when my girlfriend, because she does most of the cooking, when I went to when they went to Germany for Christmas, I had to cook. So I was cooking. Yeah. And I was cooking good, you know. Yeah. But when she came back, I was like, "All right, it's on you." But I, I Ronya, I owe you a dinner. <laughs> I'm gonna cook we you do. a dinner. I'm gonna cook her a dinner. Yes. And instead, because I mean, we we do like to eat out. And you're just gonna like dabble in a bunch of different things. Yeah. I, I mean, I hope my daughter is a great cook too. Yeah. Yeah. You have to cook with love. Yeah, love, yes. I cook my Not photos a chore. With, I cook my photos with love, too. Yes. Yes. See? And There's a lot of, like, photography, like... Whatever you do, do it with love. I love if you that. don't have love, you ain't got shit. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. 
Should we thank you so much yeah, for joining no, us? Yeah, thank you for having me. This I, was amazing. Hopefully I didn't sound like a, a, a goober. No, you were so amazing. <laughs> you know, so I... You will be back. Oh, I will? Oh, yeah. I definitely... Hell yeah, I'll be back. We gotta, like, follow through the process of your short film that's going to Sundance. Yes. We're just speaking it into existence. Yeah, so... I'm, so it's not just going to go to Sundance. I'm, I'm, it's going everywhere, I'm, but I'm, we'll start uh, at Sundance. Yeah, we're starting at Sundance, but, you know, I'll, I'm going to run it on the mm-hmm. the film festival market circuit. Yeah. That's what they call it, circuit, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to just, yeah, so that this is me book. I love it. Take it. Can't wait to I see I just it. watched House of Gucci, and I've been trying to, like, you know, recreate Lady Gaga's character. She's epic. In that film? She's epic in It was life. great. It was great. I think she does no wrong. Slady She's Gaga. amazing. Slady Gaga. Tell us where we can follow along on your journey. Yes. So, one, you can find me at www.brianhollowell.com. That's Brian with a E and Hollowell with two O's, four L's. Hollowell. You never thought of it that way, right? I haven't. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> people say Brian Holloway. Yeah. Then when they spell my name, they spell B-R-I-A-N. It is well. Yeah. Hollow- yeah. It is well. It is um, well. It is well. Um, and then also um, Instagram, Brian Hollowell, at, at Brian Hollowell. Um, you can also find me on Vimeo. That's where I have uh, a couple videos there. Um, just a little snippet of my my passion for work. Um, I'm, I actually just realized that I'm represented on Diversify with um, you know people of color and stuff like that. Um, so Diversify, you can find me under the Colorado region. Um, I need to get better at using my Twitter, but my Twitter is at Brian Hollowell. You I know, don't understand I'm, Twitter. You know, I, I, I don't get it either. I, still, I don't get it. I, I, I just, I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to get it. I'm like, there, there's all words, no pictures. No. no. Um, I don't have a TikTok. That's okay. I don't me have neither. a TikTok. That I know of. Serena uh, probably has a TikTok for me somewhere. Does she have a TikTok? <laughs> she has a TikTok. She was sipping while you, you were saying that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's where you can find me. Um, you know, I uh, I am currently uh, free of a nine to five. I know Brian is going back full time to his passion. I mean, I, I mean, I, was, I mean, you were always doing it, but yeah, like, but I, I'm not. You're you know, a lone ranger again. Yeah, there's no strings on me. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, I just pray that uh, it's good. Listen, it's gonna be you great. have to have faith. I, Oh, you so have good. all the faith, and Yo, it's going to be I'm great. Good. I, I'm I'm going to Europe next month. Yeah, life is good. Life's good. Well, we can't wait to follow along with your journey. Absolutely, I love you guys. Thank all you right. for having love me. You. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm Lindsay Wilson, and you've been listening to Business of Glam. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to subscribe, review, and download this podcast. If you're ever in the Denver area, be sure to come by and see us at Glamour Bar. Until then, stay glam.